The Tangent Egg Podcast is aimed at a mature audience. It contains themes that are not appropriate for all listeners. It's important to note that we are not experts. We routinely have no idea what we're talking about and are just three idiots sitting around a table. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Tangent Egg Podcast. I'm Seth, and as always with me is Swoosh and Jondo. Hello. Hi. Now, the biggest news this week, we can't talk about. <laughs> Ironically. Yeah. Because yeah. it's the launch of Starfield. It came out today. <laughs> but we, we all had to go to jobs and things or were completely incapable of playing the game because of where the fuck we are. Uh, and none of us have played it yet and we're going to go play it after we record. <laughs> so next, next week, week will be a big deep dive into like, we love this game, but then we'll see how we go. Or hate it. Maybe. We, we never know. To each their own. We so are fickle beings. Either way. Oh, yeah. yeah. <coughs> like, and we are fickle bitches. Like, you never know. <laughs> yeah, so some given people that we have really been hating on this. Like, some people just... I don't know if they're expecting so much more or not, but, yeah, it's... I think they were expecting a lot more. Like, they, they were doing... Ah, oh, we're gonna get No Man's Sky, but better. Like, guys, no, don't set that bar. No. <laughs> this like, is No Man's Sky, already, but different. <coughs> you already know that, um... That, that Bethesda is a bit shaky on delivering, so, you know, maybe maybe hold the expectations in. Weirdly enough, again. I've been seeing a couple of articles around going, oh, this is their least buggy launch ever. I'm like, you're not saying it's not buggy. It's just the least buggy. So that's going to be interesting. Well, I mean, that's still pretty good. And yeah. they need to prove themselves after 76. Oh, fuck just yeah. Wait for the modders to fix everything. That's been their strategy so far. Like, Annoyingly, yeah, yeah. Let's just hope we don't find more dragon code in this game. <laughs> ah, hopefully not. No more spaghetti code, please. I mean, th- according to them, they've done a whole like stem to stem rebuild on everything to for the game engine. I don't know how much that is. They've been running on a heavily modified Gamebryo for way too long. I'm honestly surprised they haven't ditched and just gone to Unreal. Well, because then they'd have to pay id. Yeah, but still. Not it, um Eh? Is it Epic? Yeah, epic I don't remember who owned Yeah, yeah. It's Epic. That's um, true. Duh, it owns the id engine. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> we We are smart. Hey hey, we we quite openly point out in the opening spiel before this show that we are a pack of idiots. No, that's true, actually. <laughs> so do we want to laugh at a billionaire? Always. Right. They should be laughed at. So we got two things this week. So uh, the feds are currently investigating the use of Tesla funds on Elon Musk's secret glass house project. So he embezzled just... funds to build a shitty mansion on an island somewhere, I'm guessing? Kind of, yeah. But he already had billion, like millions of dollars. Like, just use your own money, you prick. Yeah, but then he can hide the spending. Mm. You have to love people with money, don't you? I mean, no. no. <laughs> but <laughs> in fact, you laugh when they die. It's half the fun. Look, oh. I'm not saying that that is what's happened, but the feds have got enough that they're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna look into this shit. Just and depends the other on how thing, much the feds cost. 
and the other one, which to me is so much stupider. Yeah, no, this one was weird when you told us. Like, it's so fucking stupid. So basically, there's a group called the Anti-Defamation League, and they have basically been making a big hubbub about the fact that hate speech is up on Twitter since Elon Musk took over. Yeah, because he's and, just ignoring it and just letting it fester. Well, like and then he's letting wound. and he's letting like people who've been kicked off Twitter back on who are like yeah. these are provocateurs. That's what they do. Honestly, it, from everything we've seen from Twitter, it seems like you know when someone cuts themselves and the old thing was, "Oh, rub some dirt and you'd be fine." That's what he's doing and wondering why it's infected. I'm pretty sure he's more like he's like, "Oh, if, if I take this rotting stump and rub it on my stump, it'll attach, right?" Yeah, definitely. Because let's face it, that's the whole point of rebranding it as X. He's going yeah. back to his one of his first projects that failed hmm, and trying to go again. He's a I special mean, boy. I've got to agree with with a friend of mine. I, I don't even know if, like, I I I got to think at this point, like Musk has got to think he's doing something useful. Like, you can't make this many fuck ups and not like you you don't have enough introspection to go. I should stop. You've got to genuinely think that the things you're doing are helping. I think what he wants to be is an agent of chaos, but he's doing it the dumbest way possible. Uh, no, that that I that would, I think that's giving him too much credit. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a lot of credit to give Musky. That that suggests he's plan he's doing something with some kind of long game. Given how much money he's hemorrhaging over this, mm. that that doesn't make any sense to me. For that to and make sense, now, he's fallen for his own chaos. Like he's yeah. drunk his own Kool Aid. Like yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And the Anti Defamation League had been around for a while. Yes. Like, they are not something to be fucked with. It's like someone smacking the ACCC here in Australia. Like, if we poke you, will you do a thing? Like, yes, we will, and you'll regret it. So, Musk has decided he's going to sue them. Because he blames them for a 50% loss in value on Twitter because of everything they've been saying, and that they're go and he claims that they're going around telling companies to stop using Twitter because of the, you know, anti-Semitism and hate speech I mean that's a very good reason not to use a service I'm not gonna lie yeah but like, he's as far as I'm aware and from what I've read he hasn't actually put anything forward that actually shows this he's just said it he's just making allegations but so far no evidence has come forward but like here's the thing if he does sue them well then they get to do discovery which means the anti-defamation league gets to look at a lot more behind the curtain stuff yeah they get to go like rifling through his shit and they don't think he realizes that no because like right now they're saying all of this stuff based off publicly available tweets you can go and yeah. look them up they, they're gonna get to look at emails and stuff from the inside the of x and be out of you're like okay we thought there was a smoking gun thanks for handing it over the question is um will this like extend to things that happened before they became x because uh, of the way like a lot of companies or countries rather um, deal with their shit the fact that he changed the name may mean that they have to have separate lawsuits against Twitter and X they're not suing he's suing them oh score fuck him then yeah so it's irrelevant yeah nice so he could um, have gone along and just not said shit and just ignored yeah. the entire fucking thing and nothing would have happened yeah yeah he started this fight. Uh, Why? Yeah, God damn it. 
The hilarious like, bit, though, is he's basically gone, those Jews took my money. Yeah. I mean, they're saying, oh, don't, it's bad, it's full of anti-Semitism. Then suddenly his defense is anti-Semitism. It, like, it's why? Like an, it's like an old cartoon of him standing on top of a building, dropping a brick, and then running downstairs to complain to someone about them complaining about drips, bricks dropping, and then getting hit with yeah. his own fucking brick. Yeah. It really is. Like, holy shit, what the fuck? It just proves you don't have to be intelligent to make a billion dollars. You just have to be a shit human being. I mean, Generally, at this point, yeah. Musk feels like he'd be perfect in the next Looney Tunes live action. Little bit. That's the bad guy, of course. Yeah, no, I, I can imagine he's the bad guy, but they actually had Don Cheadle there again, but then Musk walked on set and started being a dick, so they recorded it. <laughs> That's how I imagine it would happen. It's just because, like, the level he's at is starting to get to, like, Looney Tunes crazy. Yeah, it really is. It's getting, like, super villain esque levels. Like, he almost looks like Dick Dastardly if you squint. Mm. Put him in the purple hat and give him, like, a weird dog, and you've got Dick Dastardly. Yeah, kind of. He needs a twiddly yeah. mustache. I would genuinely like to see him do the monthly laugh, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be that would be mint. That would be absolutely <laughs> right. Ah, oh, fuck! It, it's just so dumb. Like, it never surprises me, but it really shouldn't. The whole thing of like billionaires like hiding as much money as they can. Like, you have more money than one person can spend in about twelve lifetimes. Maybe just spend Don't. your money. <laughs> yeah, spend your money. Don't embezzle more. Why are you taking more money than you already have when you have enough to buy everything you need? Yeah. It's well, dumb. Do, do, do we want to talk about more companies getting fucked over? Oh, always. So, uh, as most people know, there's been the, the big SAG-AFTRA strike with all the writers and, and crews and so many in the entertainment industry striking right now. Well, it's finally come for video games. We knew it was going to happen eventually. Like, I'm surprised the writers for video games hadn't already kicked in for it. Yes, I thought it already was, but shit. Yeah. Okay, cool. Good luck to it. Well, they may have been, but I think now it's like official, like, nowhere part of this now. It's officially on the SAG after actual page. Yeah, because for the longest time, a lot of them had to fight to be listed as actors if they were voice actors and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or writers for video games. Because you remember the shit we had to go through to get an R rating? Like, Ooh, yeah. here in Australia. That's been happening everywhere, where people who work in the game industry try and get acknowledgement for being an industry, despite being one of the biggest at money earners. Mm. It's fucking dumb. And I'm very glad that they are now being, you know, seen as a legitimate thing that can strike and have mm. unions and actually get benefits. So, the companies that are now blacklisted, as far as SAG Astra are concerned, are Activision, mm -hmm. Blind Light, Corpse of Discovery... Um, Disney character voices, EA, yeah. uh, Formosa Interactive, Insomniac, Interactive Associates, Take Two, Voice Work Productions, and WB Games. Yeah, no, that makes sense, especially that, EA. That covers a fair chunk of the industry. Yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah, it does. Like, that is a lot of the big hitters. 
I'm trying to think. I'm what, okay what with that. Major games are coming out from each of those developers nah, that here's could the thing. be affected by it. It goes back to productions that started as of February 17th, 2015. Ooh. That's going to be fun. That's, um, that's going to hurt. <laughs> okay, that covers all the active blizz, so you won't be getting any more Overwatch mm. shorts. Oh, we haven't had one of those in years at this point, I think. Yeah, well, I can't think of, like... It's lucky it didn't cover Bethesda, because that may mm. have fucked up with uh, the Starfield launch. No, that wouldn't have, because the re- voice recording for that would have already been done. Yeah. Yeah, but if it's going all the way back to 2015... It also wouldn't have stopped the no, launch. because that stuff is active. Active. So the 2015 is probably more like live service games, more like a Destiny or something like that, ah, where they have to enough. repeatedly get the actor back to do more lines. Hmm. Whereas something like Starfield enough. is done, so they wouldn't yeah. need the actors anymore, so it wouldn't violate anything for the actors to work on that project. Their involvement is over. Hmm. I, I don't know what it is, because the SAG Astro thing doesn't list what the 2015 thing is. But the fact I'm that actually, it goes back to something from that old, it's yeah. just like, wow, they're they're covering something big in there. Well, around oh. 2015 was when Overwatch dropped, wasn't it? It's around that no time. Idea. It would make sense. It better mean like EA runs that uh, Knights of the Old Republic MMO. Mm. And that's still... That, oh, it is? Really? Pretty sure it was. I, I thought that was Dead yeah, in the Water. The, I remember playing it. MMO still goes... It yeah. looks so, like shit, but yeah, it runs. <laughs> you know, stuff like that would recurring voice acting talent and mm. actors. So, you know, those sort of projects are probably what's caught why it goes back so far. But yeah. it's still kind of cool to be like, man, they they really went for everything. They didn't just like snipe new stuff. They're like, no, 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 no. We're, 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 gonna t- we're striking it all. Yeah. I am okay with this. I, I really hope they actually get some shit out of this. I'm curious, like, if, like, I know there's some games where they record a fuckload of voice lines and they don't use all of those lines. If they then mm. went back through and used those lines that were already recorded to produce new content for them, if that would still be considered as part of it. Cause, I have think, no idea. Because recently, Larian activated another 1,500 voice lines for a character that were meant to be in the game that were bugged mm. out. So, I, I was just... I imagine if stuff if they like make that it, would be part of it. I imagine there'll be something in the contract to say that if it makes it into the game and it's playable, they'd have to be paid for it. But I doubt it. Most yeah, I, one I of the bigger problems something. with voice acting is they usually uh, pay per gig. Yeah, you do all your voice lines, you get paid, you fucking walk away. Yeah, which is kind of shit because that job isn't easy. Everyone always thinks it is. Or at least, um, like, my basic understanding of how that... Yeah. Works. I need to rewatch. Um, who? What was the one that Joe DiMaggio made? Um, I know that voice. Uh, mm. The the documentary he made about the voice acting world. And I was like, oh, no, you just stand there and talk. Like, no, no, there is a lot of shit that goes into this, guys. You, you do need to know what you're doing. Mm. Um, it's one of the reasons they really hate celebrity voice actors, because they don't do it properly. Although sometimes to get into it, have you seen the uh, voice record scenes for Hugh Jackman doing Wolverine? Yeah, yeah. It's actually like him. doing all the fucking punch. Yeah. Yes, like I that's an that actor stuff. that actually enjoys the character they're playing. Like, yeah, but like 
an actor like that or Robin, you see Robin Williams voicing a character like oh, that, someone enjoying yes. the fucking character yes. and being in the world they're watching on that screen whereas other ones are just okay I've got a script I've read the script I'm out bye yeah well Robin Williams was one of the first uh, one of the uh, voice actors who got screwed over by Disney at one point yeah yeah um, because they used a bunch of stuff that he didn't officially record in Aladdin, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of the references that uh, Genie made were actually, um, was it recorded voice uh, calls he made to the cast who were having a very depressing time. Mm. And he wanted to cheer them up. And he got very angry about that. Yeah, well, like, then they tried like to the paint in a painting. Like they gave him a yeah. fucking painting instead of anything. Yeah. That's and then it, from then on, it was like, they were banned from using anything with his likeness or his like um, his voice, and this was expressly said he could. And was like, yeah, no, fucking go ham, son. Yeah, yeah. One of the few people who won against Disney. I mean, of course he won. It was Robin Williams. The man is an absolute yeah. delight. You don't fuck with him. You don't fuck with Robin Williams, or else you fuck with the entire world. He, they knew this. <laughs> and I mean, I've seen that. Uh, what is it? Twenty-four um, hour photo. I've seen Robin oh, Williams be oh. creepy. That is a good movie. Like, someone who wit- is looks so happy go lucky yeah holy fuck you did creepy well I yeah. swear that it's the fact that he is that personality that makes it so much creepier because even watching the two episodes he was in for SVU yeah. because you're conditioned to see Robin Williams as the happy smiley guy like you know no mm. one was afraid of this guy it was Robin Williams and then 24 hour photo happens it's like oh this is unsettling this thing that my brain says is safe is just fundamentally safe is no longer safe like, yeah oh no <laughs> I love that movie it's fucking great oh it is if you haven't watched 24 hour photo you should really fix sure. that it is a really mm-hmm. good movie wonderful slow burn like kind of psych thriller I, I really like just remember you've been warned like this is not happy Robin yeah. Williams this is no what the fuck <laughs> It will change your perspective of other Robin Williams movies for a while. It's pretty fun. Mm. Just like Mandy changed my opinion of the fat guy that hangs out with with. Um, oh, the guy who played like uh, Paul Blart. Paul Blart. Yeah, like he it's, can actually it's play. It's not the a actor's name; thing. it's the character he played, Molkop. That's the I've only thing I remember him as. Same, but it fundamentally it. doesn't work anymore after seeing Mandy. It's just like yeah. The dude's he, a Nazi now. I'm sorry. He can play a good character. He can play a very fucked yeah. up character if he yeah. wants to. But just you need to have that right director with him to make him do it. Man, they did uh, for Mandy. Was it Mandy or was it Becky? No, Becky. Becky, not Mandy. Yeah, because there's a, a sequel that came out, which is Wrath of Becky. Yeah, uh, which I haven't seen yet. I will. Yeah, watch I haven't watched it either. Although I did watch a bunch of movies uh, last weekend because a bunch of them uh, finally came to digital. Nice. Um, so I finally saw the new Indiana Jones. How horrible is it? It's actually not that okay. It's they're not that okay. It, they're, they're playing <laughs> it super safe because they've gone back to Indy chasing after weird quasi magical MacGuffin fighting Nazis. Fair. Um, you know they basically retreated to safe ground. The problem so is they like, retcon Shia LaBeouf. Just is that didn't no, happen. They, no, no, they didn't retcon him. They killed him. Oh. Oh, nice. There's a throwaway <laughs> line because at the end of the last Indiana Jones movie, he's hooked up with the girl. Yeah. So they have a throwaway line for why she's not really in the movie, which mm. is uh, to piss off Indy, his son, the. the I can't remember what his name What Shyla's character Spike or something, I think yeah. it was. Um, to piss him off, he signed up for the military and while in the military, died. 
<laughs> and the grief uh, got between him and his wife, and they broke up. That's why he was right. alone. But right, yeah, fair. they 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 actively they, they poochied his character. <laughs> nice. I have to go now. My planet needs me. Whoop. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh god. Um, like, I... That's not even an off-screen death. That's that's an off-character death. That's just it happened. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Just... They don't even say his. They don't even say his name. They just says my son went to war, <laughs> went, joined the military and died. So it is the most hand wavy of. We're not doing that. <laughs> no, that's a different thing. And then suddenly, a new son will appear. No, a uh, daughter of a friend. We've. No, I don't think we've heard about it before. I can't remember. It's been a while since ah. I watched the um, Indiana Jones movies. So um, she'll be the new torch holder kind of thing. I think they kind of wanted to, but I don't want them to if they do, because she's kind yeah. of a shit character. Her entire ah. shtick is um, the magical MacGuffin drove her dad mad, and then Indy showed up one time and took it away. And, he, like, something happens to her father. We I don't remember them saying how old she was when he died. Hmm. But Indy's her godfather, and she has a whole big speech about how you weren't there for me! Okay, how does Indy not being there for you mean you then get into archaeology and then the selling of ancient artifacts on the black market? That's that's you, I think, at this point. Yeah, like that is a long way yeah. to go for like that kind of thing. It's like, nah, there, there was some premeditation. There. Yeah, <laughs> there was some it's choices a big made. stretch. That, that you made some choices. Planning, you don't just accidentally fall into that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, she's um, not a great character to, to want to follow. Yeah. Um, it, look, it's not a bad movie. I'd still say it's probably, like... It's, you know... It, you know, cri like, Crystal Skull's still the bottom of the barrel. I'd put mm. Dial of Destiny, like, next up. And then, you know, what would be a personal preference of the original trilogy for the top three. Fair. It's, it doesn't break into the top three, the, that original vibe. Yeah, um, it doesn't quite get there, but it's closer than Crystal Skull ever was. Oh fuck yeah, Crystal Skull was just sad. Yeah, it wouldn't take it broke too many rules for anything to be slightly better than Crystal Fucking Skull. They, they actually, broke a lot of rules in that in that movie for their own franchise. They do actually have probably one of my favorite throwaway lines, which is Indiana Jones going, "I don't believe in magic, but I have seen a lot of weird shit." <laughs> <laughs> it's like. I no, no, magic isn't a thing. There's, there's got to be a reason for stuff. But yeah, there's definitely some weird crap out there. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I appreciate that. It leaves the character feeling grounded without being like, dude, you've literally seen the Ark of the Covenant, an ancient Templar warrior in a thing, and a dude rip a guy's heart out with ease. Yeah, that that you, you can't say there's nothing. <laughs> you can't say that this doesn't exist, but you don't know what it is. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's pretty watchable. I, I didn't mind the movie. Um, yeah, there's some characters I didn't like a huge amount. Some of them are in there just seemingly because they like, had to check the, some boxes. I mean, like the on the, the the bad guy team with the Nazis, you of course got your evil Nazi who's had run-ins with Indiana Jones in the past, and we just haven't seen him before. Um, no, of course. Well, because the only thing he cared about was the Dial of Destiny. So until that showed up again, he just sort of wasn't around uh, and then you've got you know they've got you know his big muscle guy and it's like yeah okay whatever and then they have this random white guy who just seems to just really want to be a Nazi sounds about right but it, it's not like 
Is he like, American? He, I mean, yes. But <laughs> he's not like like he's not like a skinhead or a biker or something, you know, any of the groups you generally associate with, with wanting hmm. to be a Nazi. It's it's just some dude in a crew cut with a mustache. He's like hmm. generico white guy, and apparently he's like, Yes, Nazis! Does he carry like a tiki torch? <laughs> like... Uh, no, but there is a bit where they go back in time and they're shooting at Romans and he calls them, uh, you know, Zweithund Jews. Yeah. It, it, it's just like they, like, how do we make him feel like more of a, have him say kind of generic Nazi dialogue? Yeah. Despite the fact it doesn't really work. So we we have strong Nazi, we have like other ones, and we have cookie cutter Nazi who fits yeah. other things. And yeah, he's he's a bit one note for part of the villain team, but Fair. you know whatever. But yeah, he's there to be hated. That's Indiana about. Jones gets to punch some Nazis again. So what, what do you want? <laughs> that that is good. I, I do like indie punching Nazis. Yes, there's actually a really good scene at the start where. Um, they're doing they're doing an initial heist which sets up the later bits of the movie um which is uh, which is back in in World War 2 and they uh and it's a train full of Nazis and it's just Indiana Jones clowning on them and it's it's nice. really fun like it feels like old classic Indiana Jones that does sound good I, I prefer that to Crystal Skull which tried to be the whole work on be new it's like no don't do that yeah I mean they still have a couple of scenes where it feels like old school pop adventures slamming up against new school movie design yeah um but you know that's why I don't think it quite breaks into the same quality as the original trilogy but it gets really close that's good um, uh, that's with, a step in the right direction at least yeah um and I watched the new TMNT movie I have been meaning to watch that I've heard it's not yeah. horrible it's not bad mm, I was actually like when I first someone first asked me about it, I was like, hey, "It seemed a bit childish," and I'm like, and then I was thinking about it, it's like, no, it's not that it's childish; it's that I don't like some of the characterizations they've done this movie. Yeah, not that everything about it doesn't work or doesn't land or anything like that. Just like they uh, they make uh, Splinter much more of a doddering father instead of wise kung fu master, hmm. and it's like I don't vibe with that. Yeah. Like, um, everything we've seen previously, or most things we've seen previously, has always had him be, like, very strict and, like, domineering. Well, he's meant well, I mean, to be a, he, a sensei. Like, he's meant to train yeah. them and teach them and... Yeah. <laughs> Whereas this one's more like the, um, mm. the, you know, guy who got kids way too late in life and the yeah. wife dies. And he's <laughs> trying his damnedest. That's But, yeah. you know, somewhere in there, blood kung fu from Bruce Lee movies and taught it to his kids oh, of course that's how it works yeah but like it, it, like that sort of character it, it doesn't work for me yeah it does facilitate a really good joke scene later on in the movie where he does bust out all the kung fu because you've kind of accepted that he's probably not going to do it yeah and then when he does it's like yeah but nice. it does <laughs> I just don't like the character that much and they have that's the right. most annoying recurring joke it's Which so one? bad. So when the the whole reason Splinter doesn't want to go onto the sur let them be seen or be on the surface, because he went out there one time hmm. with the turtles and it was a bad experience. People jeered at him and he's nearly and Mikey nearly died in traffic. Um, yeah. And part of his story is that 
if they get seen by humans, they'll capture them and they will take their blood. They'll milk them. And the <laughs> constant response is, but we don't have nipples. Hmm. <laughs> and it's it's a dumb joke and it keeps yeah. getting repeated. The problem is the actual villain of the movie eventually captures them, wants to take their blood and refers to it as milking them. And the machine they're hooked up to is called the Milktron. Jesus Christ. It's like this joke wasn't good to start with. Why did you double down this hard? Uh, someone really liked their joke and they were higher up in like the production team that no one could say no. That's what it feels like. Yeah. It's it's it, like it barely lands the first time, but it kind of works because Splinter's trying to be hyperbolic. Yeah. But the fact that it keeps getting repeated throughout the movie and then ultimately builds to this really shitty joke, mm. it's just like, why? Why was this the hill you died on? <laughs> because fuck you, it's my hill. That joke should not be a plot point. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it's really stupid. Um, I do like what they did with the uh, other mutants this movie, though. We got um, a whole bunch of them. Uh, ones that I don't think have been in the sh- movies in the franchise before, but I'd have to really check. Um, hmm. Because they have a whole cast of the enemy mutants this time. Is um, one of them a samurai rabbit? Because I know he was in the... Uh, no, that when... that's extended universe stuff. He's not a, a mutant. Isn't he? Because I thought he turned up in um, the Ninja Turtles one from the 2000s. Yeah, as an alternate universe. Ah, it's cool. Yeah, that makes sense. At least that's where I know him from. I, he could be immune, but he's not in this one. They got, um... Instead of Baxter Stockman turning into a fly, he has a creation that is a fly. Yeah. Called Superfly. <laughs> um, who's just a super big jacked dude with a fly head. Um, nice. Although he's got all like, like a big pincer claw thing and stuff. Uh, you know, Bebop, Rocksteady, um, uh, Leatherhead, and then the other ones I think are all new. Nice. Um, because like they've got like a, a chill out gecko and stuff and, and a bat. Uh, the idea is simply so that the um, man. I'm kind of like talking through part of the plot here, but like when the turtles meet them, the idea it, it seems to be is so that there's a couple of them that line up with each of the turtles. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. So that there's some conflict about, like, which side should they side with? The humans mm. or the mutants? Because the mutants are family, too. Um, and there's, like, because, like, the gecko is, like, super fucking chill, bruh. And, of course, he gets along super well with Mikey. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so that's the idea. Like, a lot of these mutants have, like, a crossover appeal to each of the individual turtles. That yeah, makes sense. It's not a bad way to do it. The setup's good. The scenes with them are great. Yeah. Like I said, it's it's a pretty decent movie. It's just some bits of it, characterization-wise, it's like, eh, it's a little weak. That makes sense. Um, so I wouldn't say no to watching all it. All these other mutants are already with the bad guys. They yeah. are the bad guys. Oh, nice. So then what's the point of them needing the turtles if they've already got all these other fucking mutants? That ah, okay, like sorry. Them. My bad. My bad. Two bad guy groups. Ah. One of them is the... TCRI I think the, the guys who made the ooze yeah um, they're the ones who want to, to to steal their blood and the mutants um, yeah man I'm a, look, this is the setup for the movie um, Baxter Stockman worked for them decided he didn't like what they were going to do with their mutants went rogue that company then went and tried to steal all the take his shit back shit goes sideways 
and all the his mutants escape and then the ooze falls into the sewer and creates the turtles and uh, you know okay. basic setup of usual yeah stuff. but it it's why sense. Baxter Stockman isn't in the movie and it's his creation superfly hmm. um yeah so there's two groups there's the original TCRI guys and and superfly that makes sense I won't tell any more of the plot because <laughs> I'll, I'll get around to watching it sooner or later but it's it a good one movie. Of those movies it, I do actually want to watch, but I'm yeah. not overly fussed about hearing too much about it. Yeah, yeah, I'll get I, to it eventually. They're they're Aprils, okay? Just mm. okay. That that there's so much about this movie that feels like it's okay or a reference. Yeah, because like um, there's one bit where they're in a fight scene and someone gets smacked into a radio and it starts playing um, Go Ninja Go. Uh, okay, um, there's a bit where they where they're desperate and they need it. They all pile into a random van and go, and it's the original coloured um, pizza van that they steal um, <laughs> from, like not the 2007. It's like the old pizza the van. Original one. Yeah, um, you know, there's some references like that all through the movie, and I got a good chuckle out of those. Like hearing Go Ninja Go, it's just like ah, they got it. <laughs> they got the rights for it. It's great. And it's during a fight scene, like it was in the in the other live action movie. So it's like, oh, nice. I like uh, those kind of callbacks. They're good. Yeah, and yeah, so it's not a bad movie. Um, I did. Ha- I found the animation a little hard to watch in places, though. Yeah, no. From what I've seen, it is a bit not quite janky, but it's a bit keyframey. I think the problem is like some stuff's really smooth and moves mm. really well, and then other bits are low frame. Yeah. So, you know, characters that were moving really smooth just before then get a bit of a jerk to them. Yeah. And it's like, eh, <clears throat> okay. And I think they've got a little bit of inconsistency in the in the overall art style. Like, sometimes everything's clean, and sometimes it's got that, like, cross-hatchy look to it. Ah, so it's like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I might be reading too much into it, but I, 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 rem- I, re- I distinctly remember watching the movie being like, it's a little hard to watch in places. That makes sense. It's something I'll look at eventually, but I wasn't expecting much from it, so I'm not going in with high hopes. Look, like I said, it's got, look, and even outside of references, it's just got some solid jokes. Like there's a, like it's a two second scene, but there's a shot of uh, Raph breaking into a shipping container to steal protein powder. <laughs> hmm. Nice. So you know, just yeah, adding a bit stuff more like that to the characters, a bit more to the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It works. It's fun. Um, yeah. If you've got some time and you, you feel like watching it, it's definitely not a waste. Oh, that's good. Uh, actually, on the, the topic of media, uh, some interesting things happened this week. Primarily, Harry Potter's finally been knocked off its fucking pedestal. At last. Jesus Christ. Uh, taken over in... What was the actual thing for it? I'll find the, the meme I linked to you guys. But One Piece has now officially overtaken uh, uh, Harry in, Potter. Uh, most most solid fictional um, setting. Yeah. So I'll find the actual like thing for it. Jesus, Bush, why weren't you ready for this already? You let us in. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone forever. Oh, the heart. But anyway. Uh, but no, like, I'm really, I'm a massive One Piece fan. So the fact that this has finally overtaken um, Harry Potter is great. For me, <laughs> more people are watching the thing I like, uh, but longest running and uh, most popular media, uh, media at the moment. So, considering it's over what a th- 
1,200 episodes of the actual anime now. It's getting insane. So... Uh, One Piece has survived Harry Potter. It is the best-selling work of fiction in history. Yes. Uh, so, to celebrate this, I watched all the live action that came out from Netflix. Now, I am actually super keen, because I have not watched it yet. Yeah. My housemate has, and he thought it was good. Hmm. But, you are a insane fan for One Piece. You literally yeah. do not let me shut up at me about actually getting me to read it. And I'll fucking do it one day, I swear One day I'll force it on you, will be fine. <laughs> um, so I'm actually wake super... up locked in a cage somewhere with just the first few editions. <laughs> You need to read this. There will be a quiz at the end. <laughs> you may die if you fail. But it, it is a very compressed um, retelling of the Romance Dawn uh, arc, which is the first arc, which so, gets them like, up to... Yeah, what uh, does that cover? That gets them right before Logetown. So it gets them uh, just past Nami uh, and the... Not Thriller Park, it's um, Arlong Park. So, so it, all of these names mean nothing right to me. I've watched I know, the right? three episodes of right, the anime. Uh, so like, there is a, me, a f- does this there's a guy like who's a fish. The first season, the first 20 episodes, the first five episodes. Basically the first season, yeah, more or less. Because it's right before they start getting into the Grand Line, which is the big sea where everything you know takes place. Uh, so it collects the first four members of the crew apart from Luffy. So he collects four people. Uh, so... It actually does pretty well condensing a lot of shit down. And interesting enough, they're actually running the backstory of Garp and Kobe, who are side characters who keep reoccurring throughout the entire series uh, of the you know, manga and the anime, getting stronger and better. As they're basically like the you know, Marines version of Luffy and his group. Um, so you get to see them doing stuff, which is great fun. But their version of Zoro is damn near flawless. I really like the way he plays the character. Uh, Luffy, it takes some getting used to for him, because he doesn't quite get the switch between jovial and serious yet. Um, But he's getting there. And Luffy is a hard mentality, or hard character to get into Mm. live action, let's be honest. Uh, A lot of the places they visit, or the, um, the islands, fucking gorgeous settings, I really like what they do there. Well, from what I understand, they actually did build quite yeah. elaborate sets, including a... A floating um, restaurant, which was great. Well, they, and they did a full version of uh, the Going Merry? Yes, there is a full, mostly functional version of the Going Merry, um, which I do like the way it looks. Uh, it It's different from the you know cartoony one. They didn't want it to be too cartoony. Yeah. But it's really fun. And already has holes in it because of certain things <laughs> so they're or, they're already starting up the point of the Mary being the one that gets fucked up and you know doesn't get repaired very often um, this is obviously made by people who enjoyed the source material because they kept true to everything the only major flaws I ran into not really flaws but major changes are the fact that there is a character called Don Krieg who turns up and is meant to be the main antagonist for um, getting Sanji on the crew, uh, they just kind of bypass that. You just you see him die, which is great, uh, hilarious. So he gets bisected, um, mm. but instead Arlong becomes the the long running thing, and they are he's like the fishmen pirate, so they're stronger and faster and very much against humans. But yeah, no, I I'm really I really liked the way they did everything. Like so, 
from what I've heard from my housemate, they have done some slight recontextualization of stuff. Yes. Like, um, like a good example, because I was walking past when he was watching it, uh, like Buggy, he actually has a full circus. Yes, he has a, a full circus. He actively chains people to the the stands, and they can't leave. So there are people just going around with applause things. If they don't applaud, applaud they are murdered. It's a much darker version of the One Piece universe. Uh, for starters, Zoro kills a lot of the guys. They just flat out cuts them in half. It's like, neat. That's what would happen. I like this. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, but like for things like Buggy, it actually makes sense because. And again, super limited experience, uh, exposure to the franchise. Yeah. Um, Buggy always felt a little weird because it's like, why is there just randomly a clown pirate? Yeah. Whereas on the other hand, the idea that he's a clown pirate with a roving circus? Okay, it's a bit. Okay, I can, yeah. I can dig this a lot better. The original Buggy did have a circus uh, to start with in the manga, but then it gets like taken away from him because Luffy kicks the shit out of him. Mm. And he starts becoming just a random clown. Mm. But... Yeah, no, this new one, he's a he plays a much bigger role because at one point they just have his head with them to guide them places. It's like, mm. take us places. And he's an annoying little shit to them at all times. Oh, good. Which is very on-brand for Buggy. Mm. Um, they've managed to capture the characters pretty well. I really liked their version of Nami. Uh, she was pretty fun. Like, she wasn't as bad as what people are expecting it to be. I've also um, heard they um, pick up characters like Nami and Zoro a lot quicker. They do. Uh, they pick up Zoro and Nami within the first, I think, episode together in the same place. Like, they're all in the same bar. Um, then they go off and find Usopp, and then they find Sanji. So they get them all together very quickly. I mean, it's not a bad call to. Because let's face it, this show seems like it's been made by fans for fans. Yeah. So getting the crew together quickly seems like just a good idea. Generally, yeah, like it Especially gets everything. We've, we've, got we've 10 all episodes to play with. Yeah, you and we've be all been through. Together to hit your plot point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, every One Piece lover is sick to death of Romance Dawn, which is what this saga of it is, because we've seen it rehashed in the anime and the manga at certain points over and over and over again. Uh, if there's a flashback happening and Luffy's involved, it's going back to that section, and you end up rewatching that over and over. Um, in this case, it's over very quickly. It's like, done. Done and dusted. And they've brought in um, other side characters and made them bigger. Mm. Their version of Mihawk, the greatest swordsman in the world, was really fun. And watching him fight Zoro was pretty entertaining. Uh, but they've also underpowered everyone, which is a really smart move. They're allowing the, the power creep to happen slowly. So... Well, I mean, when you've got a better idea where your power creep's going to end up, you can yeah. meter it a little better. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but the, the main storyline for this one is getting the map to the Grand Line and then getting a ship, which they do, and it's great fun. Uh, I really enjoyed some of the stuff, like their version of Kuma, uh, which was the Black Cat Pirates. He had the, the knives on his fingers. You would have seen him at some point. Yeah. He was sufficiently creepy. I liked it. Um... They've removed certain characters from that arc because they were just bloat, and they've replaced them with others. Uh, but yeah, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it, considering how much they changed. Uh, because the changes didn't feel like they were taking away, more building upon, if that makes sense. I mean, that's good. I mean, yeah. like, I, I was somewhat interested in watching it, because 
it's One Piece. I've heard nothing yeah. but good things. And <clears throat> my housemate says good things. Our resident One Piece nerd says good yeah. things. It's like, alright, I think I'm going to have to watch this. The interesting thing is, like, because I've seen the anime and I've read the manga, I know where they've muted characters to a certain point. Like, you look mm. at Sanji and everything in the cartoons, or like the manga and the, uh, the anime, if he sees a hot woman, he goes insane. It's like, I love this person! Whereas the TV live-action version is he's more cordial with them. He talks to them nicer. But then, talking to everyone else, he's just a dude. He's just going to chat normally. And the character's core values are kept. They haven't changed anything. Mm. And, for example, Sanjay still smokes. Like, they didn't try and change it to a lollipop or anything stupid like they did the, <laughs> like, the anime at one point. Um, the guy who plays... Like, the casting is on point. The guy who plays his mentor, Zeph, fucking great. Fits it near perfect. Um, even the guy who plays Garp is done amazingly well. A lot of care and time went into this adaption, which is what I wanted. Nice. Uh, and the fact they built an entire floating restaurant, which I really hope they're putting into an amusement park somewhere, <laughs> was fucking great. They built the Barati restaurants, like a giant fish, and the front bar, like they made a, a bar in the, the mouth of it, looks amazing. I would happily go there for a drink. Mm. Like... I love it all. It's very good. There's, a, there's actually two shows I've been watching lately that it's like I'm pretty meh on. Because mm. like I've been watching the new season of Futurama and yeah. that's really not been going well. Everything's a reference or a so dated joke. It's mm. just like you you brought it back for some fucking reason. Because yeah. you're clearly not trying. You didn't bring it back to create more laughs and enjoy the franchise and what it is and whatever it loves about Futurama. Mm. Because Futurama wouldn't do this. These jokes yeah. are lame and don't land. They're, they're um, not well done. Because I finally caught up with that. I have to agree. Because their newest one is... It, they're riffing on COVID. Yeah. It's like, what? Like, the, like COVID, yeah, okay, it's still floating around and you still get it. But, like, that was a 2020s problem. Hmm. We're past that now. It's been three years, guys. And, and you're making jokes like, oh, it was like last month. Yeah. Because they have a whole bunch of stuff about, like, you know, sticking this, the swab up your nose. And how, like, oh, it's uncomfortable. It's got to go up so far. But they're like, oh, no, it's got to go, like, right up into your brain. Yeah. And it's just like, this is stupid. Like, are you even trying to make jokes now? I don't it's, think they had anything planned for when they brought it back. Like, no, I really don't no think so. Either. Either. Or Which like this writers for Futurama that actually held a point, like could tell a joke, mm. or made it entertaining, have now been gutted and fucked off everything else. This is what the fourth yeah. reboot. Like, oh, definitely. I don't think there's anyone still doing any of the original jobs from the first. Yeah. Pickup. It's no. also a curse that happens. I swear, like people, like fans will scream and rant that they want something back, as uh, like bring back the thing, but they never get what they wanted back. They get no. a shell of what it used to be. Because everyone... Like, people still have petitions out to bring um, Firefly back. Yeah. It's like, no. Don't do it. No, like, it's this, done, guys. Yeah, like, that ended. It's done. If you bring it back, you're just going to spoil what it was yeah. originally. You're not going to get um, back that thing you want to get back. You're going to get some other yeah. Frankenstein mm. of that because you can't get what that was back. It was a, a product of the time it was there. It was great. And now yeah. it's not I that. Think I think people thought they could do it again with Futurama because it got cancelled twice. Yeah. Um, like, 
There is a certain point with that, though. After you've been cancelled a certain amount of times, you start having to lean into it. So anyway, it's like Family Guy survived as long as it did. Yeah. Well, the problem is, though, like, Futurama had that perfect ending. Hmm. If you don't watch Season 8, you just watch all the way up through Season 7. The last episode of Season 7 is pitch perfect yeah. as an ending to the franchise. It was a great ending to everything. It wrapped it all up in a nice boat. The, this whole follow-up season is just a lurching corpse. There was no reason to references. Yeah. Honestly, it feels like Hulu needed something that they thought would bring people back. It's like, fuck it, we'll bring back Futurama. Yeah. People like that, and maybe they'll boost the numbers for us. Like, no, yeah, no. Not it's at all. Pretty bad. From what I've heard of it, it feels like they had an idea for a show, they had plot points they wanted to do, and they just needed a skin and a name to throw it in. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're, you're not wrong there. Mm. That's really what it feels like. Well, I mean... The, the other one that's kind of weird and actually kind of feels like that is I've been watching the new Adventure Time thing, Fiona and Cake, which is so bizarre because yeah. the first episode is essentially Fiona and Cake, but in the real world, and it's just an entire episode of look how depressing her life is. Yeah. And then the second episode is clearly positioning this series as a sequel to original Adventure Time because it has grown up fit in it. Hmm. And it's following the Ice King now that he's not the Ice King, he's just Simon? Yeah. Um, and how depressing his life is. It's hmm. like, what, what? what's the game plan here, guys? Do you, do you remember that Adventure Time was kind of just a silly fun show? Maybe that's the thing. Like, everyone who liked Adventure Time has now grown up, and they're all sad. It's like, we have to modify Adventure Time to be sad for them. <laughs> I mean, maybe. It feels <laughs> like what's happening. It's fucking dumb. I hate Because the idea, like, that the uh, Ice King's really depressed because everyone wants him to keep writing Fiona and Cake books. Yeah. But he's like, no, no, that was the Ice King. That's not me. I can't do it. I don't want to write those books. And he's just depressed because that's all anyone wants from him. Yeah. And it, yeah, I, I don't understand what the fuck this show is doing and not as a sequel to Adventure Time. It's like one of those things that we keep asking the question of who was this made for in other, like, episodes. Like, who was this made for? Like, the original Adventure Time people didn't want it. We had an ending. We yeah. had a good ending. Like, it was BMO telling the story of their last big battle, and then everyone lived happy lives. Yeah. Like, that was a good ending. Why would you fuck with that? Mm. Well, I mean, like, I think uh, what we do in... Ah, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Dolly news. Like, I'm not sure if I want to see another season of What We Do in the Shadows, because they just had their season wrap for season five, Mm. and it's like, what fucking ground have you got left? Yeah. Like, I'm sure you can come up with something to make jokes about but oh, like definitely. the core story of the f- of the series is done you basically at this point you'd have to jump to a different batch of vampires doing other things somewhere because they're in um Staten Island right now. Staten Island yeah uh, or just bite the bullet and actually make We Are Wolves yeah I would love that actually I, I want that done that'd be great yeah but, I would much rather than pivot to the werewolves of the setting than yeah. continuing with um, what we do in the shadows Mm. Uh, again, not saying they can't do another season. Yeah, just that the core plot's done. Like, I still enjoyed that most recent season. It wasn't as good as others, but it was still entertaining for oh, me. It was good. Yeah, I had fun. Um, but it's just like, I I don't think you can ilk out much more with these characters where they are. Mm. Look, I, I look, I, I'm just going to throw out it. Quick spoiler tag ending for the ending of 
season five of what we do in the shadows. Yeah, Guillermo finally turns into a vampire and yeah. determines that he doesn't want to be one, and they make him back into a human. So yeah. it's like cool. This entire show has been a built has been based around Guillermo trying to get Nandor to turn him into a vampire. Now he's had it and he doesn't want it. And turn him back into a human. Yeah. Cool. What's your main through plot for the next season? Because it can't be that anymore. Yeah. Why would Guillermo continue to be a familiar at this point? Like. I mean, I expect him to still do that, but mm. it's just like, but there's no tension, there's no build-up. Like, the whole yeah. point was Guillermo trying to impress Nandor enough to get him to turn him. But mm. you, you're done. You finished it. Yeah. What's season six fucking plot gonna be? God knows. But, uh... I, I, I think it's the logical wrap point for a lot of TV shows at the moment. Um, especially with this writer's strike happening. Mm. Like, I get the feeling a lot of companies are going to try and push through with like scab writers essentially people who they can or ai writing just to see if they can skirt by without having to cave in Mm. and we're going to get some weird fucking shit coming down the pipeline well i mean like animate probably live action is going to have some trouble now that tag astra is in on the thing too so it's not just the writers guild we've already seen um was it disney and a couple other places putting up job um things for AI specialists yeah Netflix was offering uh, 1.4 mil for a job listing for an AI writer or someone to be able to feed an AI enough information to a significant writer yeah which is fucked Hmm. especially during what they're dealing with at the moment like come on guys just don't be that level of dick once your TV show starts to dry up you need to go back and watch some old stuff that's interesting and different yeah Go watch you, you shows like to. The Bear or yeah. Heels or um... It's one of those weird things like I understand wanting to skin stuff on top of shit um, to a point but a lot of them go a bit too heavy on the yeah. skin It's one of those things like I, I've mentioned numerous times on this podcast what I want from the Star Wars universe I don't want more Jedi and that kind of stuff I want other stories just within that mm. world I yeah. just want to see that shit. Like, I would like to see a heist movie, a racing movie, like, you know, uh, the underdog races going through a swoop bike championship. There are so many things you can do. Yeah. Why would you focus on, like, the space wizards only? Do other yeah. shit. Have it's fun. It's a big universe. Hell, bounty like, hunters. Fucking, yeah. Just watching a bunch of random, like, play, like, fledgling bounty hunters fighting some of the monsters that are mentioned in Star Wars. Mm. Like, a crate dragon that we saw from Mando is a terrifying thing. That's one of their apex predators. But there are more. Show me these guys trying to take down these trophies to improve. Impress people. Well, I mean, the the interesting thing you say there is because the uh, Night Dive Studios, re- uh, I think I mentioned it on a podcast or two ago, mm. um, got the rights to remaster um, Dark Forces, so we might yeah. see the return of Kyle <laughs> Katarn. Which would be entertaining. I'm kind of keen for that. Yeah, I would be pretty keen to see Kalkatan back. Yeah, but we are, so far, enjoying Ahsoka, which has been fun. Yes. I haven't watched this week's episode yet, but uh, that's been... Like, okay, my biggest problem with that show is... Actually, I have a couple problems with the last episode that aired. Um, Oh, no, I I did see the part you mentioned recently, actually. The what bit? The visor down. Oh, yeah, 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 that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the problem is, like... We've watched the background information. We've done the homework on this before, yeah. so we know what to do. We watched the animated stuff. Uh, um, 
No, no. Um, there, there's a. a <laughs> I was really ready to give to to basically be like nah 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 to Ryan Johnson on this because mm. in the most recent episode they're getting attacked by some some fighters yeah. and from the side they look like space fighters but from mm. front on they look like Spitfires. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, so I was actually going to be like, ha, huh, see, Ryan Johnson, this is how you do World War II referencing. If you want to do it correctly, you've got to make it fit the fucking scene. Hmm. Um, you can't just be like, I want to do bombers, despite the fact it doesn't work in space. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> whatever, bro. Good um, so, so I was, like, really happy about that. And it was like, and then they're attacking the, the, the jump ring. Yeah. And they start shooting flak. Yeah. Like, why flak? That was a bit of an odd choice. You have lasers that can cross the Gulf of Space in seconds. What the yeah. fuck do you need flak for? Christopher, actually, no, that, the only way that makes sense in my head is a lot of the um, extended universe stuff for Star Wars used to mention their shields were only good against laser. Um, okay, sure, but they weren't hitting yeah. them anyway. Yeah, Which made even less help. sense, because the flak is so close but the ship is huge yeah which was fucking odd uh, yeah, but the biggest thing for me is like did, um like john did we ever force you to watch rebels um i started watching rebels and then i went back to clone wars <laughs> fair, fair. That's fair, uh, that's fair. did you get far enough in to know who kanan was the um ezra's master uh no i think i only did like three episodes maybe two episodes I don't. Fair. I hardly remember them. I thoroughly enjoyed. Oh, I, that character, <laughs> uh, he his entire thing was like shaping the Jedi character they have, and he flips between dark and light a lot. Um, but Kanan, Kanan is the closest thing to a true gray Jedi or a gray Force user that we no, have. No, 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 no. He's straight Jedi. Is he? Because he yeah. fucks up the. Uh, I actually know you're a good point. No, he's straight he does Jedi. Stick to it. Ahsoka's your yeah, gray Jedi. Yeah. Um, but the big thing for that was at one point he's blinded and has to learn to use the force to see and it's a big thing uh, and all the characters are aware of this because they're living in the same fucking ship as him and in the most recent episode of Ahsoka they keep mentioning things with um, what was the young Jedi's name? Ezra keep mentioning things with him like they reference him a lot it's like there's a training sequence where they've got the visor down and Sabine's like, oh, who would ever need to look like see with the Force? Like, have you forgotten the guy that died to save your life who was blind and saw with the Force? You know, who trained you to use a lightsaber? What the yeah. fuck? Did you forget he exists? Come on, just... At any point, just I would have loved for them to stop me. Did you forget Kanan? And just mention that in the room, just see what happens. But, but that would be referencing see, a character that no one knows. Yeah. Well, they've already wrenched, like, uh, mentioned Ezra a few times and no one knew who the fuck he was. Yeah, but they're going to go find Ezra in this show. They're not going to go find the guy who's canonically dead. Yeah, true. But still, mention the guy. <laughs> but uh, That confused me. But I'm still enjoying the, the show like, yeah. a lot. I'm, I'm hoping this week's episode is good because we finally got all the characters sorted out. They're all in the place where the thing has to happen. So can mm. we have something happen? Also, I can Stop understand Chopper Stop spinning your now. fucking wheels. The weird thing is I can understand Chopper. Yeah, they actually made him slightly more legible this, uh, yeah. in this. 
Like you, you can, can almost hear words in his like tone. I really enjoyed that. Well, that's the way Chopper's uh, voice has always been done. Always has been, but it was still like hard to decipher it. Certain oh no, points. it was way worse before. In this, they've mm. cleared it up a bit, but it's always been yep. done by having the main actor say the line. Yeah, and then gobble it. He talked through tone and inflection more than he did anything else. Yeah. So yeah. Well, now that we've let our nerd flag uh, hang for a while. <laughs> for a while. <laughs> We uh, opened we have... the podcast with "We'd rather be playing Starfield right now." Yeah, we are fl- <laughs> we are like just waving the nerd flag hard at this point. Oh. Yeah, I got several days before I can even try to install it. Though, so, yeah, it sucks. God, well, God help anyone who like delays you further from getting home <laughs> at this point. Like, there there will be a shallow grave marked out for them somewhere. <laughs> no, the way they be marked out. That's why I got a bull bar. They bounce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god! But yes, long story short, One Piece good. Uh, watch more things. Although one thing, uh, just to finish up, because we were actually going to talk about a bunch of other stuff that we potentially had if if things were running a bit too low. But I do want to mention one of them. Um, was that not that long ago the uh, Lackadaisy Kickstarter finished and yes. Gangbusters oh they've done fucking well and I'm keen to see what they pump out uh, was it full five episode season plus some minisodes I think yeah I think they got to the minisodes level I think they got a couple of minisodes yeah um, so I'm super hyped for that um, if you uh, haven't seen it I would highly suggest looking up the Lackadaisy old pilot they put up on YouTube um, or if you're really comic. interested, yeah, read the comic. The fuck, the comic is great. I'm not gonna lie, it's really good. Looking forward to rereading it when those hardcovers show up. Oh, it's gonna be good. Because I backed for the the full three set of hardcovers, the two of the comic and the one of the art book. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's gonna look so nice on my shelf. It's gonna be good. Um, but yeah, so that's a thing. Would mm. they would highly suggest keeping an ear to the ground on that. Um, you know, something to keep an eye out for when Hell of a Boss isn't doing its thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, oh, I'm enjoying Hell of a Boss, though. Oh, that show is way better than it should even have any right to be. The thing is, like, so far I've been bouncing between that and Fool's Gold because they kind of come out between each other, but now I have a new thing to add to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're not going to be getting anything from them for a, for a while. They just cleared their Kickstarter. Yeah, um, we're going to be a, a fair decent. I'm just happy that it's getting done. Like, yeah. It's not that I I thought it was going to not complete, mm. but, you know, there's something nice about being like, yep, clear, done and dusted, and hit a bunch of stretch goals. I am so. all for these, like, uh, old school net things becoming, like, new again. Yeah. Because Lackadaisy has been around since we were in uni. Yeah. Like, it's been a while. I still use her um, expression tutorial. Like, on her, on the website with the comic, she has a bunch of drawing tutorials. And the one for expression is amazing and well worth going through I learnt a lot from her too bad you uh, don't work in animation yeah I have a very expensive <laughs> hobby now <laughs> oh. one oh, day well. that degree will come in handy no I fucking doubt it <laughs> <laughs> I don't think oh. any of us are going to use any of them the only way that happens no. is the three of us go get the shits and make a game between us yeah, and I don't think I don't see that happening. No, neither do I. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's us at past the hour. So I think we're going to wrap things up for this week. 
You guys yep. all have a good one. Bye. See ya.